I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. I'm Steph Driver from Broad Street Hockey. This is Kyle McElmurray from Winging It in Motown. How are you, Kyle? I'm pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. I'm watching the Red Wings play the Islanders right now. So How's that going? Uh, it's tied. Uh, so I guess, it's, I guess it's what, what I should have expected. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Tell me about the Red Wings season so far. How's it going? Um, it's a little bit of... Uh, it's a little bit of excitement mixed with what you would expect and then a hefty dash of just soul crushing disappointment, I guess you could say. Um, I know nobody, that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody really expected the Red Wings to be good this year. Nobody really expects the Red Wings to be good for the next, I don't know, I don't know, half a decade or however many years. Um, it, but you know, there is still, an expectation in this city, or I should say in Detroit. Um, I used to live in Detroit three months ago. I did, but I moved, but anyways, so there was an expectation. Um, and now it seems more of like, a just like, okay, whatever, let's just get through this. Let's rip the bandaid off. Um, whereas management kind of wants to try and float around and see if they can maybe squeak into the playoffs or, you know, do something like that um, while all, all the while trying to do the, you know, reload on the fly or whatever it might you want to call it. Um, so this season, it kind of started off hot, kind of like last season. And now, you know, it's it's kind of tumbled down into expectation for most fans, um, which is below average, much below average in terms of, you know, NHL teams. And the, the team has not been good. I mean, right now they're at this moment, which is 9, 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night, uh, they are tied with the Islanders 3-3, three to three, and they're being outshot 33-12. to 12, So, Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of the state of things. So, whatever. So going into this season – um, I know that both the Flyers and the Red Wings fans were not very optimistic about what mm. the team was going to look like, the teams were going to look like. And right. in my research before our call right now, um, I looked at the Red Wings roster because I don't even know I, – I thought that I didn't know who was playing on the Red Wings. And then I, I pulled it up, and it's everyone who's been there for the past 10 years. For the most part, yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I don't know about that much, but, I mean, it's still – like, you know, I mean – you date back to when the Red Wings last won a Stanley Cup in 2008. Um, you know, they had Henrik Zetterberg, they had Nicholas Cronwall, you know, players that, you know, you would expect that a team would probably just lock up long-term, kind of like what the, what, what the Chicago Blackhawks have done with their players, a lot of their players. Henrik Zetterberg, I mean, still chugging along, being really, really a great player um, all around. Um, Nicholas Cronwall, you know, not – that useful anymore. Um, but you know, it's just like, they've made a lot of really bad decisions in terms of contracts. I mean, I mean, and you know, I, I guess before, uh, 
Ron Hextall came along for the for the Flyers. Um, it was the same same deal for same deal for them. Like you know the Andrew McDonald thing. You know, like we have I think like two Andrew McDonalds for us now. Oh God. Um, yeah, you know we have Jonathan Erickson, and then we have uh, uh, Danny DeKaiser. So it's like you know, oops, uh, my my uh, one of my pictures just fell off my desk. But um, We're but yeah, it's it, 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 which is funny because Joe Joe is on one of those pictures. <laughs> Doctor Pizza is on one of those pictures. Um, but anyways, uh, so it's it's been kind of like a, a really depressing transition into what fans expect to be a rebuild, but I guess, you know, re, you know, management would call just trying to stay with the pack, which has just been an epic fail on their part from, you know, from the get go. But I mean, they've, they've gotten a couple of good players, good young players. And, you know, I guess it's given you a, a, us a little sliver of hope that maybe not everything is terrible. Tell me a little bit more about that. So you're now, two years removed from the Mike Babcock era. How is that going? And, and what does, what does it look like moving forward? Well, uh, at first I think a lot of fans were very optimistic about it because there was no, there was no, you know, like hiding the fact that there were a lot of players who didn't really want to, um, you know, didn't want to play for Babcock or he was a little bit too abrasive for their style. Um, so, you know, it, that, that, that kind of, rubbed off on a lot of fans and uh it was it was one of those feelings for me at the very least it was like you know he had been here for what like a decade or whatever it was time to move on you know they hadn't really done much in recent years so you know i think it was i think a lot of fans were just ready to be like you know if we're if we're gonna miss the playoffs i guess it's you know it's probably best that we don't do it with mike babcock um so, you know, he moved along and he went to Toronto and, you know, he's doing, he's doing well there and good for him. I have nothing against Mike Babcock. I think that he's a, obviously probably the best coach in the NHL. Um, he has bad tendencies like any coach. Um, and it, 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 it comes out and you can see it sometimes in, in Toronto, but, you know, they're, they're a good team. But um, since then, I mean, things have been kind of, you know, on the on the on the slight downfall in the, in the in the last year or two, it's been kind of like an increased you know vertical drop for the Red Wings. Um, I don't hate Jeff Blashill. I don't think he's a bad coach, but I don't think he is anything more than a maybe like replacement level NHL coach. I think he might be an AHL coach at best. You know, he won he won a title in the AHL, and that's about it. And I highly doubt that it'll be anything more than that. And if he does, it won't be with the Red Wings. And if he does, I will absolutely jump off of a cliff. <laughs> uh, so it seems like you like him as much as we like Dave Hackstall. Ah, I don't know about that. No? I like him maybe a little bit more than that. Okay. I was going to say, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> you guys really hate him. <laughs> He's really, really bad. Yeah. You guys do not bad. like that guy. He's really bad. Well, I mean, I mean, our, it, our one Andrew McDonald plays for 25 minutes a night. Well, okay. So that's the one thing. Andrew McDonald is really bad, but the Flyers, a lot of people see maybe, maybe, maybe fans would see the Red Wings and the Flyers on the same level, but the Flyers honestly, honest, honestly should be on another level than the Red Wings because you guys have 
some really, 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 really good young players, and you have some really good veteran players. So, you know, the Voracek, the Drew, the the, the Simmons. Um, I mean, I guess you could call Goss's Bear a, a veteran at this point, maybe. Um, and then you have, you know, uh, uh, Provorov, and then you have uh, – I know that he hasn't fallen into his spot yet, but, you know – uh, Nolan Patrick, he'll, he'll come along. He's, you oh, know, he's been him. hurt. He's been hurt. Still a very, very good player. And then, uh, you know, connect me. So you guys should honestly be way better than you are. Okay. But I don't know. Just, We're not because of Dave Haxtell. Just, just waiting for you guys to get better. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, yeah, Vel Philpilla and Hey, he's okay. He's fine. He is. He is fine. He gets paid too much money for what he does, but you guys aren't paying all of it from right. You guys aren't paying all of it. Um, I don't. I thought. I, I thought there was some salary retention. I might be wrong. I know but. that when we we traded Mark Strite. Ah, uh, that's right. Okay. And I know that we retained some of his salary. Ah, uh, that you know. Okay. Retain. I don't. Remember. Well, football is fine. If it makes you feel any better, we chose Stephen Weiss over him. So. Who? Steven Weiss, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God, I wish I was dead. This is great. <laughs> this is nice. We also have Yuri Laterra, so that's oh, fun. Yeah. That's embarrassing. That's an embarrassing trade. I'm sorry. That sucks. I agree with you completely. That sucks. Even though I don't know if I don't know if Shen would be this good in Philadelphia. Probably not. He, yeah, he's playing with some like he's playing with Tarasenko, isn't he? Yeah. 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 So he's got, you he's, know. In the ideal situation for him in St. Louis, he wouldn't have him. performed this well in Philadelphia, but he still yeah. would have been, you know, baseline good sixty points. <laughs> yeah, he'd be he'd be much better than Yuri Laterra, that's for sure. He sure would. Yeah, he, easy. We also have a Dale Weiss. So. Oh yeah. Oof. Forgot about that guy. That guy has a weird face. Guy. He has a weird looking face. Yes, he does. It's just really long, and it feels like it never ends. It doesn't. He looks like a tree. His face looks like a tree. That's probably better than the other things that I've heard. Hey, the Red Wings scores. How about that? We need to do this apparently until the game ends because I'm good luck. (laughs) I don't know who it was, but all I know is that the uh, Islanders coach, whoever he is, what's his name? I have no idea. Yeah, new guy. Uh, I mean, Trevor Daly scored, so. (laughs) Wow, they suck. Anyways. Cheers to that. <laughs> so cheers to that. What do we expect tomorrow out of two underperforming and wildly disappointing teams? Oh. They're playing at uh they're playing at Wells Fargo, correct? Yep, at 8 p.m. for the wild wild yep, rivalry yep. night. Rivalry night. Gotta gotta love it. Um I mean the Red Wings have historically since nineteen ninety seven when they, you know, won a Stanley Cup there, they are in Philadelphia. It's been a nightmare zone for them up until last year when they won the first game since I, since I wasn't, you know, hit puberty. Um, so, <laughs> uh, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from them. It's going to be, I think I, here's what I feel that the Red Wings will like be up one to nothing in the second period. And then the Flyers will score. And then the Red Wings will score twice more. So it'll be three to one. And then the Flyers will come back to win four to three in like overtime or something like that. That is what I'm expecting completely. Which it's a lot of goals for the Flyers. When you yeah, when you think about it, that sounds like a lot of fun. But I mean, the Red Wings lose that way 
all the friggin' time. Well, they will go up by two goals and then they'll just blow it. And then I'll just, I don't know, I'll just scream into my wall and drink 20 beers and just, you know, lay on my floor, play video games. And then, you know, just tomorrow's another day. Pretend like hockey isn't even a thing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've done that a lot this season. But, you know. Have you gone on a 10-game historic losing streak? No. But there is – no, I have not. I have not, and the team has not. But there's plenty of season left. That's true. There's, <laughs> there is plenty of season to be had. So, you know what, don't get too cocky because, you know, you never know. I wow. honestly think if there's another team to do it, it won't be the Red Wings. It'll be like the Oilers or something. And oh, God, yeah. I hope that happens because that would be amazing. It might be them. I, I'm actually betting on the Flyers going on a second 10 street, 10. Really? Oh, that's yeah. A, that's a bold bet. They're you guys just like, not... a, like a five game win streak. You know, the fan base is starting to get like, you know, feeling sexy and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah, it would be nice to see them just rattle off 10 losses and then because. No city, no sports city melts down like Philadelphia. I've noticed this. You guys are so special because it's just, oh, my God, it's so much fun to watch, especially during, like, the, the Flyers are one thing, but an Eagles loss is the most entertaining thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Oh. And I'm a Lions fan. It's crazy. I'm a Lions fan. My team is so embarrassing. I hate my life every Sunday. So... <laughs> It is insane around yeah, here. I'll, even when the Eagles are losing, if you go onto Twitter, or even when the Eagles are winning, if you go onto Twitter, <laughs> you think they're down by 40. It's nuts. I love it. It's so much fun to watch, but at the same time, for those I love in Philadelphia, and there are a lot of them, there are a lot of you that I love. I just, I feel so bad, but at the same time, I'm just like, I just gotta, I gotta watch and love it. <laughs> yeah, from, from afar. Like, you don't want to be really connected to the misery that is well, this I mean, like I said, I'm a Lions fan. I'm miserable in terms of football always. Um, and now that, you know, the Red Wings have been good for so many years, it's time for me to, like, turn in my check of being happy and then just cash in on misery. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. No, I'm going to hate every second of it. <laughs> Before we close out, there was a player I was supposed to ask you about, and I right. forgot his name already. <laughs> David Booth. He still plays hockey. Yes. Yeah. So Mike Richards actively tried to murder this man in yes. 2009. It didn't work because apparently he went to the KHL, didn't play for a couple years, and is now with the Red Wings. He is now with the Red and honestly, he probably would not be with any other team if it was not if it were not for the Red Wings, and that's because he's from Michigan. Um, uh, I, I legitimately think that David Booth got a second chance, or I guess like a third or fourth chance, or whatever, because. He's from Michigan, and, I mean, the guys can still play. I mean, he's still a fourth-line player, sure. But, I mean, when you when you define a fourth-line player in the NHL, there's not a high bar to clear for a lot of teams. Um, it doesn't matter what team it is. I mean, I think there may be two or three teams that have a fourth line that could maybe play on, like, the third or second line. Um, he's been fine. I mean, I would probably choose him over – three or four players that we have dressed every night. Um, you know, he's not going to score 10, 15 goals. He's going to, you know, just be this, this guy who just kind of plays and, you know, is just skates around and is a warm body. Um, but it is a little concerning because of his concussion pass and all that stuff, but he's been fine so far this season. He was good in preseason. Um, 
you know, like, like what do you expect out of a fourth line player? You know, you expect like anything out of a fourth line player is just like a surprise. So, for sure. uh, you know, you're happy. And whenever a fourth line player scores a goal, you're happy. I mean, for my team at least, um, because they're always just so bad. So, um, Our fourth line has gotten a little bit better. We've got the honeybees now. The what? The, they call themselves the honeybees because they wear yellow practice jerseys. Okay, well, who is it though? Like what player? So it's, it's Scott Lawton, Taylor Lear, and the third moves around a little bit. I think they they've got Travis Konechny right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, you got Konechny and Lear. That's that's a pretty good fourth line. Um, yeah. I don't really know much about Lawton, but I mean, whatever. He's, but yeah, he's actually, he surprised me. So I was really down on Scott Lawton okay. for many many years. Like he was first round bust. Like let's move on. Ah, yes. They Our fourth line, the expansion draft, and I was not mm. surprised, but like, why? Like, let's move on from this guy. And in the, this fourth line role, they've they've excelled. Like, they've got speed, and they're just attacking, 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 and it, it's really impressive to see. Well, I don't know what the points look like. I mean, but. some players just do better in a fourth line role. I mean, our fourth line is just terrible because our our coach just kind of just decides to put them up against second first line competition. Like I think Luca Glenn Denning was playing against John Tavares tonight, which is, yeah, that's, that's normal. That's, that's cool. That's, I mean, John, and you know what? Mike Babcock did the same thing. I mean, he would put Luke Glenn Denning up against uh, like Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin. And when they wouldn't score a goal, it would be like a huge success and everybody would love it. So yeah, whatever. Well- I mean, this is, we're only a year removed from the Pierre Edward Belmar and Chris Mandeville, the super twins. Ah, uh, well, I mean, our, one of them is doing quite well, though, in, uh, in Vegas. So oh, maybe, maybe you guys were the problem, right? Maybe the well, Flyers were the problem. Well, maybe. maybe. <laughs> the other one is not in the league at all. He was getting 18 minutes a night and couldn't. Ah, uh, yeah. In the NHL, so. Well, on to a happier place now, right? Yeah, I think he's in Maybe, Europe. I don't know. <laughs> Excellent. Kyle, thank you so much. Tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at wingitmotown.com. Uh, it's an SB Nation site. Or at Kyle, W-I-I-M, on Twitter.com. Thank you so much for thank joining you. us. And I hope that things get better for the Red Wings. I hope it starts. I hope it starts against the Flyers, and we just destroy you guys. But it's not going to happen, so it doesn't matter. So whatever. <laughs> Goodbye. Whatever. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show. It seems smart. It seems smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include. Doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.